Professor Grunsplatter's Spookatorium. I am your curator, Professor Grunsplatter. Beyond these doors crouch the wonders, horrors, and wry smiles of an uncanny world. This world, your world. Should you choose to come inside, the sounds and stories that the shadows tell will be yours to behold. Make no mistake, it is a place of questions, not answers. A place where the tickle in your belly or the twitch in your eye simply mean you're paying attention. But then if you weren't curious, you wouldn't be here. There will be no refunds once you enter. Thank you for your attention and the brave ones. Even knew that her hair would be black.
Welcome to episode 62 of Professor Grunsplatter's Spookatorium. I am your humble host. Uh, the show started today with Sigillum S and Deep Void Plantation. And the last one you heard there was Hex System with The Venom of God from their 2014 album Metempsychosis. Since it seems much of the U.S. has been besieged by the forces of winter this past week or so in ways that... Uh, far exceed its usual footprint, including where I live, uh, I have been thinking about one of my favorite Scottish myths. So coming up in a bit, uh, we will look at the myth of Beira, Queen of Winter. But before that, this is Gavella Glan with A Silent Vigil for Oncoming Plagues.
that was Skepticism with Forge from their Lead and Aether album. Uh, before that was Dense Vision Shrine with Into the Abyss. And that set opened with uh, Gavella Glan and the title track from their uh, A Silent Vigil for Oncoming Plagues release. And that project is a side project of Noctilukind. Join me in the Spookatorium Portraiture Gallery, home to some of history's more eccentric characters. I need to come up with some more bumpers for the segments. This isn't about a character per se, it is about a god, but close enough. I've read a lot of mythology in my life, but there's something about this story that I've always enjoyed. Uh, Several years ago, a friend had a winter gathering where the assignment was to bring a relevant story to tell, and this is what I brought. Uh, This is a version from Scottish Wonder Tales from Myth and Legend by Donald Mackenzie, and it also looks like this is the version that the Sacred Text Archive chose to retain. So I hope you uh, get something out of this. Dark Bear was the mother of all the gods and goddesses in Scotland. She was of great height and very old, and everyone feared her. When roused to anger, she was fierce as the biting north wind and harsh as the tempest-stricken sea. Each winter she reigned as queen of the four red divisions of the world, and none disputed her sway. But when the sweet spring season drew nigh, her subjects began to rebel against her, and to long for the coming of the summer king, Angus of the White Steed, and Bride, his beautiful queen, who were loved by all. For they were the bringers of plenty and of bright and happy days. It enraged Bera greatly to find her power passing away, and she tried her utmost to prolong the winter season by raising spring storms and sending blighting frost to kill early flowers and keep the grass from growing. Bera lived for hundreds and hundreds of years, The reason she did not die of old age was because at the beginning of every spring she drank the magic waters of the Well of Youth which bubbled up from the green island of the west. It was a floating island where summer was the only season and the trees were always bright with blossom and laden with fruit. It drifted on about the silver tides of the blue Atlantic and sometimes appeared off the western coasts of Ireland and sometimes close to the Hebrides. Many bold mariners have steered their galleys up and down the ocean, searching for the green island in vain. On a calm morning they might sail past its shores and yet never know it was near at hand, for oft times it lay hidden in the twinkling mist. Men have caught glimpses of it from the shore, but while they gazed on its beauties with eyes of wonder, it vanished suddenly from sight by sinking beneath the waves like the setting sun. Beira, however, always knew where to find the green island when the time came for her to visit. The waters of the Well of Youth are most potent when the days begin to grow longer, and most potent of all on the first of the lengthening days of spring. Bera always visited the island on the night before the first lengthening day, that is, on the last night of her reign as Queen of Winter. All alone in the darkness she sat beside the Well of Youth, waiting for the dawn, when the first faint beam of light appeared in the eastern sky. She drank the water as it bubbled fresh from a crevice in the rock, It was necessary that she should drink this magic water before any bird visited the well and before any dog barked. If a bird drank first, or if a dog barked ere before she began to drink, dark old Bera would crumble to dust. As soon as Bera tasted the magic water, in silence and alone, she began to grow young again. She left the island and, returning to Scotland, fell into a magic sleep. When at length she awoke in bright sunshine, She rose up as a beautiful girl with long hair, yellow of buds of broom, cheeks as red as rowan berries, and blue eyes that sparkled like the summer sea in sunshine. Then she went to and fro through Scotland, clad in a robe of green and crowned with a chaplet of bright flowers of many hues. No fairer goddess was to be found in all the land save Bride, the peerless queen of summer. As each month went past, however, Bera aged quickly, She reached full womanhood in midsummer, and when autumn came on, her brow wrinkled and her beauty began to fade. 
When the season of winter returned once again, she became an old and withered hag and began to reign as the fierce Queen Bera. Often on stormy nights in early winter, she wandered about singing this sorrowful song. O life that ebbs like the seal, I am weary and old, I am weary and old. Oh, how can I happy be? I am alone in the dark and the cold. I am the old Bera again. My mantle no longer is green. I think of my beauty with pain and the days when another was queen. My arms are withered and thin. My hair once gold is gray. Tis the winter. My reign doth begin. Youth's summer has faded away. Youth's summer and autumn have fled. I am weary and old. I am weary and old. Every flower must fade and fall dead when the wind blows cold, when the moon blows cold. The aged Bera was fearsome to look upon. She had only one eye, but the sight of it was keen and sharp as ice, as swift as the mackerel in the ocean. Her complexion was dull, dark blue, and this is how she sang about it. Why is my face so dark, so dark, so dark, oh ho, so dark, oh he? Out in all the weathers I wander alone, in the mire, in the cold, ah me. Her teeth were red as rust, and her locks, which lay heavily on her shoulders, were white as an aspen covered with hoarfrost. On her head she wore a spotted mooch. All her clothing was gray, and she was never seen without her great dune-colored shawl, which was drawn closely around her shoulders. It is told that in the days when the world was young, Bera saw land where there is now water, and water where there is now land. Once a wizard spoke to her and said, Tell me your age, O sharp old woman. Bera answered, I have long ceased to count the years, but I should tell you what I have seen. Yonder is the seal-haunted rock of Skerivor in the mist of the sea. I remember when it was a mountain surrounded by fields. I saw the fields plowed, and the barley that grew upon them was sharp and juicy. Yonder is a loch. I remember when it was a small round well. In these days I was a fair young girl, and now I am very old and frail and dark and miserable. It is told also that Bera let loose many rivers and formed many locks, sometimes willingly and sometimes against her will, and that she also shaped many bends and glens. All the hills in the Rothshire are said to have been made by Bera. There was once a well on Ben Crowken in Argyle from which Bera drew water daily. Each morning in sunshine, she lifted off the slab that covered it, and each evening at sunset she laid it above the well again. It happened that one evening she forgot to cover the well. Then the proper order of things was disturbed. As soon as the sun went down, the water rose in great volume and streamed down the mountainside, roaring like a tempest-swollen sea. When the day dawned, Bera found that the valley beneath was filled with water. It was in this way that Loch Awe came to be. Bera had another well in Invernessshire, which had to be kept covered in a like manner from sunset till sunrise. One of her maids, whose name was Nessa, had charge of the well. It happened that one evening the maid was late in going to the well to cover it, and when she drew near she beheld water flowing so fast from it that she turned away and ran for her life. Bera watched from the top of Ben Nevis, which was her mountain throne, and cried, You have neglected your duty. Now you will run forever and never leave water. The maiden was at once changed into a river, and the lock in the river which runs from it towards the sea were named after her. Well, that is why the lock is called Loch Ness and the river River Ness. Once a year, when the night on which she was transformed comes around, Ness, Nessa, arises out of the river in her girl form and sings a sad, sweet song in the pale moonlight. It is said that her voice is clearer and more beautiful than that of any bird, and her music more melodious than the golden harps and silvern pipes of fairyland. In the days when the rivers broke loose and the locks were made, Bera set herself to build the mountains of Scotland. When at work, she carried on her back a great creel filled with rocks and earth. Sometimes, as she leapt from hill to hill, her creel tilted sideways, and rocks and earth fell from it into locks and formed islands. Many islands were spoken of as spillings from the creel of the big old woman. Bera had eight hags who were her servants. They also carried creels, and one after the other they emptied out their creels until the mountains were piled up nigh to the clouds. 
One of the reasons why Bera made the mountains was to use them as stepping stones. Another was to provide houses for her giant sons. Many of her sons were very quarrelsome. They fought continually, one against the other. To punish those of them who disobeyed her, Bera shut off the offenders up in mountain houses, and from these they could not escape without her permission, but this did not keep them from fighting. Every morning they climbed to the tops of their mountain houses and threw great boulders at one another. That is why so many big gray boulders now lie on steep slopes and are scattered through the valleys. Other giant sons of Bera dwelt in deep caves. Some were horned like deer. The others had many heads, so strong that they could pick up cattle and throwing them over their shoulders, carrying them away to roast them for their meals. Each giant son of Bera was called Fuar. It was Bera who built Ben Wivis. She found it a hard task, for she had to do all the work alone, her hag servants being busy elsewhere. One day, when she had grown very weary, she stumbled and upset her creel. All the rocks and earth it contained fell out in a heap and formed the mountain which is little Wivis. The only tool that Bera used was a magic hammer, and when she struck it lightly on the ground, the soil became as hard as iron. When she struck it heavily on the ground, a valley was formed. And after she had built up a mountain, she gave it its special form by splintering the rocks with her hammer. If she had made all the hills in the same shape, she would not have been able to recognize them from one another. And after mountains were all formed, Bera took great delight in wandering between them and over them. She was always followed by wild animals. The foxes barked with delight when they beheld her. Wolves howled to greet her, and eagles shrieked with joy in midair. Bera had great herds and flocks to which she gave her protection. Nimble-footed deer, high-horned cattle, shaggy gray goats, black swine, and sheep that had snow-white fleeces. She charmed her deer against the huntsmen, and when she visited her deer forest, she helped them escape from hunters. During early winter, she milked the hinds on the top of mountains. But when the wind rose so high and the froth was blown from the milking pails, she drove the hinds down to the valleys. The froth was frozen on the crests of the high hills and lay there snow-white and beautiful. When the winter torrents began to pour down the mountainsides, leaping from ledge to ledge, the people said, Bera is milking her shaggy goats, and streams of milk are pouring down over the high rocks. Bera washed her great shawl in the sea, for there was no lake big enough for the purpose. The part she chose for her washing was the strait between the western islands of Eura and Scarba. Bera's washing pot is the whirlpool there. They're called Cori Vrecken. It was so named because the son of a Scottish king named Brecken was drowned in it, his boat having been upset by the waves raised by Bera. Three days before the Queen of Winter began her work, her hag servants made ready the water for her, and the Cori could then be heard snorting and fuming for twenty miles around. On the fourth day, Bera threw her shawl into the whirlpool and tramped it with her feet until the edge of the quarry overflowed with foam. When she had finished her washing, she laid her shawl on the mountains to dry, and as soon as she lifted it up, all of the mountains of Scotland were white with snow, to signify that the great queen had begun her reign. been caught in 
That was LaSalle from their Foghorn EP, and the track was Alone Bliss. Uh, before that was Gyrate with the title track from their Negative Excess EP, and that set open with Slow Riot and the track Demons from their Cathedral EP. Uh, listening back to the Barrow story, I noticed at the very end one of the cats got a word in, so if you thought you heard that, uh, you are not going crazy. It is actually there. This is Moloch with a dream of death.
nice music and ideas. I am not an expert at anything, and I have no agenda beyond fostering curiosity. The show is not monetized on any platform. It's available on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and others. A video version is available on the Cryonic Mind YouTube page. If you can like, subscribe, comment, etc., it helps the show's visibility. If your music was featured here and you'd prefer it was not, let me know and I will remove it from the feed. You can reach the show at spookatorium at gmail.com. The website can be found at spookatorium.org, and your comments are always welcome. Thanks very much for spending some time here. Star Founder with Savage, and before that was Moloch with A Dream of Death. That is going to do it for this episode. 
the underground community lost another substantial voice again this week. So to close, let's take a moment and remember Luis Vasquez from The Soft Moon. Um, I came to this project late. It was one of those that I always meant to pick up because I had liked everything I had heard. Um, but I have expanded my library and look forward to getting more familiar with this music uh, that I've seen time and again has meant so much to other people. So take care of your people, take care of yourself, and thank you for listening. This is The Soft Moon with Into the Depths. Uh-huh.